0: that is out of alignment would be made straight again. It would be made whole again in the name of Jesus. I declare this country makes you Lord once more, Jesus. Yes. We make you Lord once more, Jesus. Have your way. Jesus, you are the lion and the lamb. Yes the lion and the lamb. You are the cornerstone, the stone the builders rejected. Yes. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. You are Lord. You are master. You are king. You are ruler. And you are so good. Jesus, you are so good. Come on, who believes Jesus is good this morning? Come on.
1: Song,
0: Holy Spirit, come on, just continue to pray where you're at. Holy Spirit, come and speak this morning. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we move all of our agendas, we move everything that we've planned to do right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. You are the captain of the host. Come and have your way, Jesus. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. We love, we love you, we love you, we love you. Come on, if you're thankful this morning, just start thanking Him. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our good health. Thank you, Lord, for our vehicles. Thank you for our houses, Lord. Thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for our liberty. We thank you for our freedoms, Jesus. We thank you. Come and have your way.
1: Come and have your way. Come and have your way. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank
0: you. We thank you. So Father God come and have your way this morning Holy Spirit would you open every heart every ear in Jesus mighty name God would you speak to us would you touch us this morning with your power with your presence with your kindness with your gentleness Holy Spirit have your way this morning we welcome you we invite you in this morning come and be a part take it over Holy Spirit we love you we thank you in Jesus mighty name and all his people said
1: Amen. come on give God a shout come on we love you, Jesus thank you Jesus
0: alright if we can send all the little kids up here this morning we want to pray before we go on our little break uh, come on send all the little kids up here My kid's sleeping on the front already, so praise God. (laughs) We'll say the Holy Spirit touched them. (laughs) Come on, kiddos, come up here. You don't want to. All right, that's all right. That's right. All right, of all the adults, of everybody else in the room, would just stretch out your hand as we release them and as we go on our break, Lord, we thank you for these kids. We thank you that they are the now generation, Lord. Yes, They're not the next generation. They're the now generation, God. We ask that you would continue to equip them, empower them to touch the schools, to touch their homes, God. Holy Spirit, fill them up even at this young age. Fill them up. Fill them up, God. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Let them have a, an amazing time. Um, And let them learn. Let them soak it all in. Let them gain wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for their lives. And we bless them. And we send them with your blessing this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. And all his people said, amen. Amen. All right. We love you guys. Hey, listen. We're going to take a 10-minute break. Uh, You guys grab some coffee. Say hi to someone you haven't seen in a while. Uh, We'll be right back. We love you. So the offering baskets will be in the front. We love you guys. God bless you.
1: (laughs) I thought <laughs> you just...
0: Check, 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 check. Hello. Hello. All right, you guys go ahead and make your way in. Can everybody hear me or no? Check, 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 check. Can you put this mic up, please? Check, 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 check. y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? Hello, 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 hello hello. Jesus is so good. Check, check. check, one, two, one, two. This is going to be awkward for anybody online that can hear me, you know. Nobody in here can hear me. Hey, check, check, check. Zero. so. Yeah, it is the pastor's mic. Anything, Ryan? There we go. I think I heard something. Hello, hello, hello. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. If not, everyone will just have to be quiet, you know? (laughs) Oh, man, there we go. Check, check, check. We're back in business. All right. Everyone say thank you to Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. We love you. All right, there we go. Hey, I didn't want to be heard. You didn't want to be heard. Okay, that's what you did. All right. So, um, if you're new today, go ahead and do your best to fill out a Connect card. We do have that QR code up there. Uh, sup- we made it super simple now. Uh, you can just scan that, fill out some information, uh, It's just so we know who you are and that we can love on you and help you, um, especially if you need prayer or anything like that, we at least know how to contact you. Um, and so, it's just a really good resource you want to use. Um, the Kingdom Classes, are posted everywhere. Um, mainly the bathrooms, which I find very helpful. I'm just going to say it. Uh, (laughs) I know all the guys, you know. We don't like wasting time, so we're like, oh, this is perfect. Get information, you know, take care of business, go home, you know. Um, All right, sorry. Um, I'm going to get in trouble by Pastor DJ. Pastor DJ, we love you. Uh, Come on, give it up, Pastor DJ. Pastor DJ and your whole family. Uh, Big shout out to you guys. They're in Florida. If you didn't know, they're enjoying some quality family time uh, with Mrs. Jewel's mama. So uh, we love you guys. Can't wait to have you back home because we miss you already. Um, All right. Let's see what else. All right. uh, Financial services for adults and kids. Uh, Miss Ebony will be teaching that class. Uh, And also uh, we have baptism next Sunday. So that's kind of important. If you feel like you want to get baptized, maybe you have just a little filling, or maybe you've always wanted to be baptized. Uh, Maybe you got baptized when you were a lot younger, and you're like, you know what? I really want to get baptized. Uh, That's going to be next Sunday, okay? Next Sunday, we will have baptisms. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, we have praise in the park. Come on, somebody make some noise. There you go. (laughs) So that's... Uh, July 15th at 6 p.m. If you missed the last one, you got to come. It was awesome. Uh, worship was great. Listen, bring some lawn chairs. You're going to want to bring a lot of water. Ain't that right, Brian? Yeah, a lot of water. Um, <laughs> I was just picking on my teens. I'm sorry. Uh, bring a ton of water, Gatorades. Um, you know, I heard somebody say something about, like, T-bone steaks. I don't know, you know. Somebody volunteered for that. I know it. I just, I hear, Nah, nah I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to have hot dogs, stuff like that. Um, but it's an awesome, fun time, okay? It's not super structured, it's just out in the open, worshiping God, but having a great time of fellowship. I think that's one of, like, the biggest things that I took away from the last one, was it was so awesome to just have family. Like, hey, Brother Jim, and hey, Miss Ginger, just love on, loving on one another. It was amazing, it really was. Uh, and a couple other churches came out, and it was just awesome. So, you guys aren't going to want to miss that. Um... Did I miss any announcements up here? Let's see here. You can go through them. I don't think so. But if I did, let me know. You guys can cue me in right now. Pastor DJ, I got everything on the list. I got you. (laughs) Uh, I got the main points. Uh, One last thing is we did just come back from Encounter 2023. Come on, students. Yeah oh man it was it was so much fun uh if you don't know what encounter 2023 is is we, i take the students and we go up somewhere a little more secluded and we just encounter the presence of god it's not a vacation uh we still do have a lot of fun but it's not a vacation we go with a purpose we woke up at uh how how early did i wake you guys you guys up
1: Five thirty. Five thirty.
0: 5 30 5 30 in the morning you know uh, some of them were zombies. They're like, oh, God, I don't want to, you know. Um, and I made them wake up, and we read our Bible, and we prayed, and we listened to worship music, and we pressed in to the presence of God. And so some of these kids, you know, heard God maybe for the first time really clearly, and it really impacted them. Uh, and so it was just a beautiful experience. Nobody got hurt. Praise God. Come on, somebody say Jesus. All right. <laughs> um, and we we walked through some um a park the De Desoto is that right Desoto Park or something um it was just amazing waterfalls and uh, but the main thing is that we spent time with Jesus and it was a specific purpose so your teen, your teens your teens came back fired up and so I wanted to give them just a few minutes to share of what they experienced maybe their favorite time uh and how it was for them so uh Weston, you can go ahead, and then Braden, if you want to make your way down here. So, come on. Oh, Brian, uh, who who wants to go? Robert? All right. Remember, we're live. Pastor DJ's watching you, man. Come on. All right.
2: So, um... You said what? Oh. <laughs> so, um... My encounter was God, so, like, we were um, listening to worship music in the morning, and, like, um... I had, had my eyes closed and I said, Lord speak to me. And he spoke to me and I said, Um, why are you just not speaking to me? And he said, Um, I I've been speaking to you, you just never listened. So that's my All right. what was your favorite part? My favorite part? part. Well, my least favorite part was the mountain, but um <laughs> <laughs> <You're> scared. <laughs> no I wasn't. <laughs> um I say the um, jumping in the water, even though it was nasty, but. Um, <laughs> and then we, like a day later, we found out we were swimming with a snapping turtle, so like, um, <laughs> yeah, I say that. Hey, listen, you have country people and then you don't,
0: you know? I'm in the camp that you don't. I was like, I'm not swimming in there. You know, it was like, it was a beautiful, nice pond. But I was like, nah, you know, nah, you know, I'm not doing it. But I did go kayaking and it was awesome. Big shout out to Pastor DJ and Jules for loving on our babies and just uh, bringing up all the equipment and just being there for them and pouring into them, bringing, you know, Ava and just having an awesome time. It really was
3: a blessing. So Brayden, come on. So, I'm here to talk about my uh, time at Encounter. So, we, uh, when Pastor DJ came up there, he talked to us about like fishing, fisher of men. He gave us some fishing poles and he teached us how to fish. So, when we all were fishing the first day, only one person caught stuff. And it was like small fish. It wasn't like big bass, it was like small. And the second day, we didn't have much time to fish, but we had 20 minutes of free time. So I grab my fishing pole, and I go out. Nothing. I get, to, I get nothing for 20 minutes. The whole day, like two days, nothing. And then when I was, it was time to go, I was walking, and there was trees, like trees, and then like the inside. And then the trees, there's a small gap. You have to be a really good fisherman to get the pole, not in the trees. So when I was walking, I heard cast the line. And I was like, I'm not going to cast the line. I'm going to get in the tree. And I was like, I was like, I heard, cast the line. And I'm like, no. And I started walking away. And I'm like, what's the chance of me catching a fish? What is it? So I'm like, fine. If I get it ca- like caught in the tree, I'm going to be so mad. So I walk, and I cast the line. And I sit there for like, I don't know, like a good solid seven seconds. I was impatient. (laughs) (laughs) And and when I reel it back in, I felt a tug. I was like, Nah, it's nothing. So I scream, "What? Hey, I I think I got something." No, I don't got something. No, no, I got something. No, I don't got something. Let's go! I got something. So it, it was a full tug, and I thought it was gonna be a small fish. Oh no! When I pulled it back in. It was a giant snapping turtle. <laughs> Luckily, I was tempted to pick it up, but I didn't. I wanted to get the lure out, but I just and it got out. So, that was the first time I ever heard God speak to me and I caught a snapping turtle. <laughs>
0: Oh man, you know it. God speaks in mysterious ways, and um, but He's always speaking. You know, Robert. Robert is right. God is always speaking to us. A lot of times we have the listening problem. You know, we're just not listening good. Um, and that was uh, Braden's moment of obedience. He's like, "There's no way, man. All these trees," and like he said, seven seconds. Boom! Turtle grabbed it, and he's freaking out, and he's excited, and everybody started running outside to see what it was. You know, it was a big commotion, and uh, but bigger than that was that God honored his obedience. You know, and many times God will do the same thing to us. He'll say, "Hey, pay for this person's food. Hey, I want you to pump this person's gas." Hey, I want you to give this person a gift. Hey, I want you to just pray for them. Hey, I want you to love on this person. Hey, I want you to do this, and if you will just be obedient, God will show up in a mighty way. He really will. Uh, Naze, you want to come up? She's like, no, not really, but come on.
2: Um. So, <laughs> oh, good morning. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed encountering. It was like a lot of fun. And so um, Pastor Michael, so that's like my dad's spiritual father, he came he came to uh, speak with us. And he um, told us to all go choose an item. And we all came back with our special items. And then he said that we all had to give each other a word on, uh, based on the item that they picked. And so I was thinking... Oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this because like I personally like don't really like even though the Lord is speaking to me, I usually don't go up to people and just tell them because like that's not really my thing. So, but then he um the first person went up there and immediately I heard something and I was like I have to tell them. And so then like after that I told at least four people what I heard for them and it was just crazy for me because I know he's always speaking but like I've just never heard it so like heard it so clear almost because even though he said that it may not be just God like speaking to you clearly it's still you can hear him talking and that was like really great for me that I was able to hear him
0: good job baby All right. Yes. Lastly, uh, for me, it was uh, absolutely amazing. I had both of my spiritual fathers there. Pastor DJ came the first night or the first day, and then Pastor Michael came the second day. Um, And it was so amazing. Uh, Pastor Michael taught on the art of hearing God. Uh, He went into dreams and dream interpretations, and the kids were (laughs) going crazy. Everyone had a dream, of course, you know, Uh, and it, it was it was such a amazing experience but the biggest takeaway was that the teens got more comfortable hearing god you know listening and being more confident to just share what they felt you know and um and it doesn't always have to be extremely clear like god speaking to moses a lot of times it's just i have a feeling like god wants me to tell you that you're awesome you know you're you know a lot of times it's just an encouraging word really it's really what it is and you can make a huge impact in someone's life so i'm not going to take up any more time was, thank you i want to give a huge thank you uh, to pastor dj to pastor michael to you guys our church family uh, like i told my students we can't do this without you we really can't you know we you guys are making an amazing difference every time you give you make a massive difference not just to this ministry but all the ministries that we touch, that we support, that we help, you know, from praising the park to our students getting just absolutely, you know, encountered with Jesus and and our kids, having an amazing time learning about the Lord. It all makes a difference. It really does. And so I just wanted to say thank you to you guys, to my church family. Thank you so much. You mean the world to us and you guys are making a difference. Thank you very much. So, um, thank you. With that, I, um, All right, with that, we'll go ahead and move on. I'm really excited this morning to be able to introduce our guest speaker. Uh, Most of you already know because she, you know, kind of cheated and told y'all. So I just, (laughs) without further ado, I really want to call up Miss Ginger Taylor. Come on, y'all, put your hands together. So I just want to say Miss Ginger is an amazing woman of God. She really is. Um, everyone that knows her knows her heart, her spirit, her tenderness, her love, her kindness. Uh, she is as kind as she is fierce. And uh, <laughs> uh, she really is. And so before I start crying, I just wanted to say, Miss Ginger's amazing, and I'm really excited to hear from her this morning. So we love you, Miss Ginger, and I'm ready.
2: Thank you. Amen.
4: I tried to turn off the speakers and get out of this, but Ryan had to turn them back on. <laughs> Um, so this morning I'm going to continue on with what Pastor DJ has been talking about shine that um we're all supposed to be shining for the Lord. And so when we shine for him, that is, means that we're fighting the good fight, right? And so in First Timothy 6.12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And so I want to focus on the witnesses. So we are witnesses to each other's lives every day. And so, when we're fighting the good fight, we're fighting it for each other and in front of each other. And so, the church is our family, the church is our witness, but the church is also the bride of Christ, right? And so in Song of Songs 3, 7 through 8, and this is the Passion Translation, there were mighty warriors who escorted in the king's wedding chair, which they were bringing in the presence of the king. So we should be, as we're fighting the good fight, mighty warriors who are bringing in the presence of the king, okay? Okay. So in Song of Songs three, seven through eight, it says, Look, it is the king's marriage carriage, the love seat surrounded by sixty champions, the mightiest of Israel's hosts. They are like pillars of protection. They stand ready with swords to defend the king and his fiance from every terror of the night. So his fiance is the church, right? Jesus bride is the church so we are supposed to stand strong as mighty warriors taking his presence everywhere we go and also defending each other because we are all making making up the bride of Christ so when I think about mighty warriors I think about the mighty men of David in the Old Testament and that's in first chronicles 11 These were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all of Israel, gave his kingship strong support. So we're supposed to be given strong support to Jesus every day. To extend over the whole land as the Lord had promised. God has promised us a lot of things too. We have to remind each other of what he's promised. They took their stand. We have to take a stand as mighty warriors in the middle of the field, they defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about the victory. So even though we're going to work for him and work with him, he's the one that brings the victory, and we give all praise and glory to him. So in Isaiah 59, it talks about when Jesus put on his armor, when he was our mighty warrior, and he went to battle, and he won the victory for us. So I want to read those verses. Isaiah fifty nine fifteen. Truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. But the Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm achieved salvation. Thank you, Jesus. His own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself with zeal as a cloak. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us. Jesus tells us in John 14 that we're going to do greater things than he did because he goes back to the Father. So when he put on that armor, he prepared us to wear it too. So he has called us to do greater works, and then he tells us in the New Testament... He says, here's my armor. I want you to wear it. I want you to use it. So for us to be those mighty warriors who are carrying his presence, who are fighting for each other and fighting for the bride of Christ, we have to put on that armor. So let's read in Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, about the armor of God, that armor that Jesus already wore, that armor that Jesus won for us so that we can put it on. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So isn't that what we said we needed to do? We need to take care of all these witnesses. We need to take care of the bride of Christ, praying for all God's people. And so he tells us how to do it. He tells us that we've got to put on all his armor. We've got to put on all his characteristics to be a mighty warrior. But then in verse 10, let's go back and review all this. The Lord tells us to be strong in his power. That's why we put on his armor, because it's all about him and what he can do through us. It's not anything that we have to do of ourselves. We don't have to be the strong one. He's already gone and been strong and won the victory for us. Psalms 24, 8 says, Who is this king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle? Thank you, God, for your might. In 2 Corinthians twelve nine, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. We need to... Not be worried about being strong or worried about what we have to do, but just say, God, I am weak. Go to him and tell him, I am weak. I can't do this on my own. I need your strength. I need your power. I know that you have the strength to get me through this. And then that's when we can stand firm. Like it says in verse 13. In those verses we read about David's mighty men, what did it say? It said they stood firm and they took the land. So we just have to stand firm and let the Lord do our work. So in 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22, it says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. So who makes us stand firm? God. We don't even have to stand on our own. He will do it for us. He's so good. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us, and he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So he gave us the Holy Spirit that's with us every day, that can make us strong, that can help us to stand firm. So the next piece of the armor is the belt of truth. And the truth is, God loves you. He loves every one of you That's why he put on that armor That's why he came to earth and he did what he did for us to have that victory to have all this armor to be able to put on ourselves John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him Shall not perish but should have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world But to save the world through him so That's how much he loves you, that he would send his only son to come and to fight for you and to make you into that mighty warrior that Jesus is. So if God first loved others, then we have to be like Jesus, right? We're bringing his presence, so we got to be like him, so we have to love other people too. So in 1 John 4, 7, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So once we're saved, we have love in us because God is in us. So we can do it. We can love other people because of what Jesus did for us. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Be imitators of God in everything you do. Then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. So if the belt of truth is that God loves us, then truth is healing. Love is healing. His love heals you. The truth heals you. So if we know that heals us, then don't we want to heal other people? Don't we want to share his love with other people and let them experience that healing too? So we want to be imitators of God and love other people. But how can you imitate Christ? How can I be like Christ? He's the one that did the work He's the one that gave us his righteousness so that we can be like him so that we can show that love to other people So the next piece of the armor is that righteousness that he gave us. It's a breastplate that goes over our heart We have to guard our heart, right? We're guarding our heart with the righteousness of Jesus that he already gave us so when I was thinking about this um, thinking about armor I was thinking about how Saul wanted David to wear his armor into the battle. And David said, it doesn't fit me. It's too big. I can't wear this. But when Jesus gives you his armor, it's the perfect size. It fits you just right. He makes it especially for you. He has something special for you. Everyone has their own armor that he has made. He wants you to talk to him about it, to come to him and let him tell you, how he loves you, what he wants to give you, and how he's made something to fit you just right. So in Romans eight seventeen, it says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So because of what Jesus did, that's when we have that righteousness, and it fits us exactly right. That righteousness also gives us authority to be a mighty warrior for him, to take his presence everywhere that we go. So in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So that's where your authority is. God gave you that authority through his righteousness that everywhere you go, you're carrying his presence, you're declaring his praises, you are bringing his light everywhere you go. You are a mighty warrior. All right, next is the shoes of the readiness of the gospel of peace. And when I thought about peace, I just thought about love. That because he loves us, because that belt of truth, we can be still in peace because we know we are loved. And as mighty warriors, we want to bring peace to this earth. We want to bring peace to situations when we see people are hurting, when we we see people that are in this church. We want to bring peace to them. We want to bring peace to their situation, to their heart, to their mind. So when I think about the shoes of peace, I think about how Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. And if you just think about that, think about that. Jesus wants to put shoes on you. He wants to put that peace on you. And again, they're going to fit just right. Because he's made them especially for you. He has a special relationship for you that will bring you peace. If you just come to him and let him give it to you. So in Isaiah 9, 6, it says that he is the Prince of Peace. So let me, I didn't write that one on my notes. For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Jesus is everything that you need. He will give you everything you need. In John four twenty seven, it says he gives us his peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Psalms eighteen thirty through 36 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me. He puts on that armor with strength. And he keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. Again, we're ready with our armor. My arm can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. And your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path. For my feet, so that my ankles do not give way. So, when you're walking in the shoes of peace, you have a broad path. It's the easy way to go when we walk in the path that He has created for us and He has for us. So, next is the shield of faith. And this one is my favorite because I just when I come on Monday nights and I pray, I think about how all of us here on Monday nights are locking our shields of faith together when we're in here praying, we're praying for the needs on the cross. And so there was a movie I saw one time that all it was like Roman soldiers and they made their shields almost like a tank around them. The people in the middle put the shields over the top, and the people on the edges had them all around the sides. So none of those darts, those arrows, could get in, just like the Word says. The fiery darts are taken out by the shields of faith. So when we work together as warriors for God, we are even stronger. We have even more protection. And I just think about how Jesus just wraps us up that when we believe in him and we trust him that that shield isn't just something that's just in the front of us it's just encompassing you it's all around you so um in feet let's see oh i had a isaiah 54 17 that no warm no weapon formed against you will prosper thank you god and then in isaiah 2 8 through 9 it says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith it is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So we're saved because we believe in Jesus. We believe that he is our shield. We believe that he is deflecting those fiery darts and he is taking care of everything for us. And for 1 Corinthians 2.5 it says, So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. So we have to believe that God's power is going to take care of everything, not what we know, not what we can do, which goes back to what we said about we need to boast about our weakness so that his grace can be made perfect, that he can be glorified, that all glory can go to him. And so I have some Psalms I want to read. And so... When all these verses were coming, that was coming about faith and a shield and all that, it was so many Psalms. And we know who wrote the Psalms was David, right? And what, what is he called in the Bible? A man after God's own heart. So it's like he got this. He understood what God wanted to do. He understood what God's heart was. And so that's what we want as well. And that's what our faith can bring us, that understanding of God and what he wants to do through you as a mighty warrior. So Psalms 512 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. So our faith brings favor to us. Thank you, God psalms 3 3 but you lord are a shield around me my glory the one who lifts my head high our faith encourages us it lifts our head up it helps us be able to see over troubles and problems so then we can what bring in the peace bring peace to other people because we're looking up to god we're not looking down at any problems in Psalms 119, 114, you are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. And that's the NIV. I want to read it in the TPT also. You're my place of quiet retreat, shoes of peace. And your wrap around presence becomes my shield as I wrap myself in your word. And that's where I like that. Oh, I was saying the. Shield isn't just for the front. It's wraps around you. His presence is wrapped all around you. So also in the TPT, I want to read some of Psalms 91. This is like, it covers all the whole armor, and this is just so good. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic dangers will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Those fiery arrows won't even be launched at you. Because of the shield of faith. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me. And delighted in me. And have been loyal to my name. I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry. For help. Every time you pray. And you will feel my presence. In your time of trouble. I will deliver you. And bring you honor. I will satisfy you. With a full life. And with all that I do for you, and you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Don't we want that for everybody? Don't we want to be that mighty warrior who's bringing all those good things to everybody here? Yes. Thank you, God, for that promise. So he's bringing the fullness of salvation. So the next part of the armor is our helmet of salvation. In Rome, and the salvation is that we're saved. If you're saved from something, you're safe, right? We don't have to worry about anything. It's already done. We are already safe. We need to be confident in that. That goes back to our faith. We need to have that supernatural confidence. So in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you are saved. So if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you're saved. You're safe. It's done. Titus 3, 4-7 through 7 says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of anything righteous that we had done, but it was because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. That, that sums up everything right there that we're talking about, you know. That we're heirs, we have the Holy Spirit. We're safe. I thank you, God. Thank you, God. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind." And I think about that. That that helmet is over our head. That we're saved. We're safe. That we don't have to worry. Our mind is sound. It can be at peace. So we have the shoes of peace, but our mind can be at peace because we know that we are saved by Jesus. He's already taken care of us, and it's all done. We don't have to be afraid. And then when I think about the helmet, I think about how Peter walked on the water and how he kept his eyes on Jesus. But when he looked at the waves, that's when he started sinking. So I, I want to ask God to put uh, blinders on my helmet <laughs> so I can't see around. I can't see anything else but look at him. So then I'm not going to sink. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to falter because I only have my eyes on him. So like I think about those um, roman gladiator helmets how it like kind of like wrapped around their whole face so then he's keeping my eyes straight on him so verse 17 talks about the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and so that's why i'm just putting so many verses out here at you today is because god's already said it better than anything i could ever say you're like I had so many verses, I had to start cutting it back because I was like, okay, we can't be here all day. Lord, you got to help me cut this back. Because He's the one that did it. He knows what he wants you to hear about this. So don't just go about what I'm saying like, I want this to stir you up, to go and read the word and learn this for yourself. Start researching about this armor and see what verses you can find. And then start putting them out there and sharing them with us, the bride. Start encouraging us, helping us strengthen our armor and make us mightier warriors. So in John 1, 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning was the word. Jesus is in us through his Holy Spirit. So we're carrying his presence. We're carrying that light everywhere we go. He is the one that is making us a mighty warrior. Hebrews four twelve through 16 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we possess. That's our shield of faith. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Remember, we're supposed to boast about our weaknesses. Jesus understands. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Then let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. That's what we talked about. Faith, supernatural confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And that goes back to the verse that we read at the beginning that his grace is even stronger when we're weak. When he is weak, when we are weak, he is strong. So when we are weak, we can go to his word, we can go to this sword and find a promise that he has for us. And that's something that we can cling to and find strength in. We can use that shield of faith to believe that his word is true and stand on that promise that you find to encourage yourself. In Deuteronomy thirty three twenty nine, 29, it says, Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. We want everyone to be like us. We want everyone to be saved by the Lord. That's why we've got to be those mighty warriors who are going out and carrying his presence and taking them everywhere we go. He is our shield and helper. He is our glorious sword. Our enemies will cower before us and we will tread on the heights. Because of what Jesus has done. We will be victorious. And I think about when Jesus was in the wilderness and he was being tempted by the enemy. What did he use to defend himself? The word. So you've got to get this word in you. You've got to be in the word and get the word in you. So that you are ready to be a mighty warrior. So finally... It says, praying on all occasions and at all times. So our walk with Jesus has to be constant, has to be all day, every day. When his presence is with us, he's always there. It's like the youth were saying, he's always been talking to them, they just weren't hearing him. So we've got to make that time to be still and listen to him, to focus on him and hear what he wants to say. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we don't need to be anxious. We need to pray at all times. But not just for ourselves. This is where you're a mighty warrior is when you start praying for other people. In Job, I don't have this verse, Stephanie. At the, at, this, at the end of Job, one of the very last chapters, it talks about how God told Job's friends, you go to Job and ask him to pray for you. And once Job prayed for his friends, that's when God restored everything to him. So God didn't tell Job to pray for himself. He told him to pray for other people. And then that's when he was, he was rewarded and restored. So praying for other people is very important. I mean, that is part of what we are doing as a warrior, is covering each other in prayer. So um, today, you might be saying, I don't really feel like a warrior. I'm struggling. And y'all, I'm probably going to cry when I talk about this. You know, you might be going through something really difficult that you feel like I'm too weak to be a warrior and I can't do anything right now, Jesus. You might be having marriage problems, work problems, financial problems, problems with your child. And I can say I know how that feels because a lot of you know that two years ago, my husband was on the way to work. And he was killed by a drunk driver. And so I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And I have been where I was not a mighty warrior. That I was struggling. And you know the verse says, you're in the valley of the shadow of death. But he is right there with you. I wasn't alone. So when you feel like you're not a mighty warrior... You are not alone. He is there with you. And so never let go of that shield of faith, of believing that he is there with you. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel, you've got to tell your mind the truth. The truth is not your feelings. Your feelings are not the truth. The truth is that God is with you no matter what you're going through and no matter where you are. And so 2 Corinthians 3, 4-5 through 5 says such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us but our sufficiency is from God. And I had to go through a time where I went to the feet of Jesus like Mary went to the feet of Jesus and the woman with the issue of blood just went to touch the hem of his garment. And I just laid at his feet and I cried and I cried. And then it got to the point where somebody else in this church was going through grief. And I was able to see how I could sit beside them and cry and pray in my mind because I knew how to pray for them because of what I had been through. And so that enabled me to go to Jesus and just be on my knees. I didn't have to lay down anymore. I was able to get up to my knees. And then the next thing, I could go to Jesus and I was able to actually sit beside him. And then, eventually, when I would go to him, he'd be standing up to meet me. And I was able to walk up to him, and he hugged me. And that's when I felt that peace. I got my shoes of peace when I felt that. And I saw him and met him and got that hug. And so, I just want you to know that sometimes when you're going through something hard, and you're not a mighty warrior in your mind... That he is, has all those things, and he's still there with you. He's given them to you all along the way. And when I was going through this process, I didn't know that he was walking me through that process and getting me stronger and stronger and stronger. Until last month, he I was sharing on the ladies' Facebook page a verse. Um, First Thessalonians. Let me find it in my notes. Mm-hmm. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. But since we belong to the day, we must stay alert and clear-headed, which is our helmet of salvation, by placing the breastplate of faith and love over our hearts and the helmet of salvation, of the hope of salvation over our thoughts. And so when I read that verse, like I'd already shared it on the page. And I was going looking at Facebook On the first Sunday of June, last month, and I saw the verse again, and it was like Jesus was just right in front of me, and he was showing me how he has been healing me and growing me and putting these pieces of armor on me and making me into that warrior that he wants me to be. And so I just want to encourage you with that, that if you feel like you're not a mighty warrior right now, don't stop going to him even if it's to lay at his feet and cry. He, by his stripes, we are healed. He wants to heal you. He wants you to keep coming to him and bringing him whatever is making you feel weak because in our weakness is when he is strong and he is glorified. And so I just want to pray for you today so that you can feel that strength and feel the mighty warrior that you are. Jesus, I just thank you for the strength that you have, that you have given us all of your strength through your armor. I pray that you would just give us a deeper understanding each and every day about how you want to give us that armor, how you want to place all that on us, how you made it to fit us perfectly. And then just help us to stand, to stand firm in that armor, to be ready for what you have for us to do. That means to take your presence everywhere we go. That means to love other people. That means to see the good, to thank you and to praise you for what you're doing each and every day of our lives. We thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done for us, for how you encourage us, how you lift our heads, how you bring us strength. And if there's anyone here today who doesn't know Jesus And you say, I want to know Jesus. I want to know that peace. I want to know how I can be a mighty warrior. It's so easy. All you have to do is say ABC. Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you're God's son who died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you today. And then you have Jesus in your heart. You have a relationship with him. You can start going to him to receive that strength, that armor that he wants to give you. You can let him lead and guide you every day. We thank you, Jesus. We love you.
0: Amen. Amen. Come on, give it up for Miss Ginger. Ah, that was awesome. Get the Kleenex out. Oh, man. Oh, God is so good. All Haven't done that in a while. God is good. All Amen. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Hey, listen, I want to invite my good friend, Miss Sarah Perdue, up here. As we get ready to close out this service, you know, I couldn't let the, and, and if I get my beautiful wife to come up here as well, um, I couldn't let the service end. Without singing an amazing happy birthday to an amazing woman of God, Miss Ginger. It's her birthday tomorrow, and y'all know I can't sing, so I had to get my good friend Miss Sarah Perdue, up here. Uh, and I'd love, and I'd love for all of y'all to join uh, with with us. Let's do it. First,
4: I feel led to do this. publicly to thank you because I was one of the people having grief I don't know if I'm the one you were talking about but you were such a pillar of hope and comfort and strength
3: and you checked on me and the days you checked on me and the scriptures you sent were just what I needed You are precious,
4: and I'm so thankful for you. This whole church is thankful for you and how God has placed you here to speak with such a light and encouragement and authority, and we love you, and thank you for what you shared today, which I know encouraged everyone.
2: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, sweet ginger,
1: happy birthday to you, yeah. Oh,
0: man. God is so good. Hey, listen, I know that's a a funny way to close the service, but I think that's... Powerful, And I think he was just right, and I think the Father is pleased. So I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing 4th of July weekend. Be safe and just celebrate with your family. Take this time to have uh, just a great time to be with your family. Uh, the church will probably not be uh, open, quote-unquote, but if you need anything between now and Wednesday, please reach out to me, and I will uh, definitely get with you guys. So we love you. God bless you, and have an amazing Sunday. cake in the foyer if you want to go grab you a slice on the way out. (laughs) All right, love you guys.